We are back again in our series, Capacity. Capacity. Uh, those that were here last week know <laughs> that every time I say the name Capacity, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it twice because I like the word capacity. Um, Y'all can help me the, the, the next time when, when I say it, then y'all can say it, and then, that won't, then I won't have to say, then I won't have to say, capacity. capacity. Oh, hey, man, I like that even better. <laughs> hey, man, we are in, uh, this week we'll be uh, looking at uh, the capacity uh, uh, of, of expectation. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Matthew in the 25th chapter, you heard uh, the first uh, uh, few verses read from that, from that uh, portion of Scripture that we'll be focused on. You, I believe we read verses 14 through 19. Um, they're there in your bulletin. I'm going to start reading from verse 20. Uh, hopefully, you, you, you're holding on to verses 14 through 19 because that, that's there important. Amen. Amen. So I'll start reading. I heard two amens. I'm going to start from, I'm going to start from 14. I'm going to, I'm going to start from 14. Amen. I'm going to start from 14. <laughs> Matthew chapter 25, begin, beginning at verse 14. <laughs> it's the word of the Lord. For it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to, to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground here. You have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown huh? and gather where I, I, I scattered no seed. 
then you ought to have, uh, have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father, we acknowledge your presence. We uh, intend to glorify you uh, in the preaching and, to, and the receiving of your word. Um, we pray, Lord, uh, that you would give us ears to hear and good understanding, obedient hearts, Lord. That you would help us, Lord, to grasp it. Um, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the space. We thank you for the people, Lord. We thank you for your presence. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, uh, borrowing borrowing a, a, a thought from Jesus' parable about the man given a talent, it was a certain church. Um, I'm not going to say the denomination or anything, but it was a church right here in Wilmington uh, that recently mailed a $1 bill to each of its 1,129 members uh, and, and asked them to multiply it for the church's benefit. One, one man bet on a horse race and, 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 handed, and handed in $110 from his winnings. Um, the, the, the highest amount turned in was, was $373 from a woman who made more than 80 dials. Uh, in all, more than $6,000 were raised. $6,000 were raised. Uh, two things, two things, two things. First, uh, the church is not about to mail you any $1 bills. <laughs> Don't look for it. Um, second, although, although the parable today utilizes money in revealing the truth, in the revealing of its truths, uh, uh, the, the Lord was uh, preparing his disciples for something much greater with this parable than the multiplying of cash. Uh, he, he was sharing kingdom expectations. He was sharing kingdom expectations that, that, that they should be, uh, a, that he was expecting more and they should be expecting more. Amen? Amen. And that's the title of the thought today, expecting more, expecting more. Um, those faithfully using their lives in service to the Lord will be rewarded with more when he returns, uh, a greater capacity, a, a, a fuller joy. Um, in this gospel, uh, the apostle Matthew reports how, how, how Jesus comes fulfilling the role of the Christ, uh, the, the long-awaited messianic king of Israel who would usher them into the time of God's kingdom. 
Uh, Matthew distinguishes the, the people's political expectations from the greater eternal plan of God in Jesus Christ. It's in this context of kingdom longing and kingdom confusion that Jesus teaches here about the kingdom. It's not about Israel's national dominance or pride. It, It is the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, our friend, uh, Pastor Jeff Christofferson, who, who was with us last year, he, he describes the kingdom of God as uh, what things look like when Jesus gets his way. I like, I like that definition. It's good, nice and simple. I, I like it. Um, but since the, the, the kingdom was initiated when, when Jesus arrived, but won't be all that it should be until he returns, both us and the readers of Matthew live in a time uh, that some call the already, but not yet. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a waiting. It's a, it's a gap. Um, so, so here in Matthew, Jesus prepares his disciples by uh, describing the coming conditions of things before the full arrival of the kingdom. Uh, as, as Jesus teaches about the kingdom, he uses many parables. And the parable that we're focused on today is the last that was in a group of parables that expresses Jesus' expectations for his disciples of being faithfully obedient in his absence and always ready for his return. Um, the, the readers of this gospel would be both reassured and encouraged to be fully living out their calling in light of what Jesus teaches about kingdom expectations. Now, remember, the parables use, the, use common stories to illustrate uh, spiritual or heavenly uh, truths. And this one uses the, the picture of a master taking a journey and then investing in his servants, and then returning for a reckoning of his investments, Uh, the master. As the master prepares to take his journey, uh, he gathers three of his servants. The the relationships are are important to the parable. Uh, uh, Even the word, uh, I'm saying servant, the word in the original language, doulos, is the same word used and translated as slave. Uh, these people uh, who are completely in service to and under the authority of the master are called his servants. They, they, are, they are expected to carry out the master's will. Uh, he decides before he leaves for his journey that he'll invest some of his wealth. And, and we know that it's an investment. You know how we know it's an investment? Because we find out later that he is expecting a return from what he gives to each one. The ROI. Somebody knows what that is? Uh, so, so he's looking for something uh, uh, when he comes back. Now, those uh, hearing this parable, they would recognize the high value of the talents spoken of, given to each servant. Uh, a talent, measure of weight. A talent... Uh, 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 of silver was a weight of about 75 pounds. 
In that, in that time, uh, one talent would have am amounted to anywhere from uh, uh, 15 to 20 years of a laborer's wages. One talent. So the amounts of five, two, and even one talent given to these servants uh, would have been a tremendous investment. Um, they would have had some weight. Notice, notice though, the, the master doesn't entrust his property randomly. He, he knows the ability of each servant. Thank you, Lord. He knows the ability of each servant and gives the amount to each one that each should be able to manage. Uh, he, he leaves for his journey. And, and the first two servants, they get straight to work. As soon as he leaves, they, they, they handle uh, the master's money in such a way that they are able to double the money. Five getting ten and two getting four. They, they, they double it. Uh, they, they're trading uh, to, to work and to double the money. It would have required both, both some effort and some risk. The third servant entrusted with one talent, he handles it cautiously burying it. He buries the money in the ground. And now this was, this, this, was a, it was, this was a legitimate way of protecting money in this time. That was a legitimate thing, uh, burying the money in the ground. You, and we had something like that, right? Even, even, even in our own culture after the Great Depression, when people didn't trust the banks anymore, uh, they would do what? They would put their money in the mattress, Right? They, they would put the, and, and some people are still finding money in, in mattresses today. That, that, that was, I digress. The, Jesus, 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 Jesus shares this parable in response to questions concerning the kingdom of God. Uh, since he doesn't stop to explain uh, the parable like he's done some others, it's possible that the disciples and, and the later readers had a good understanding of who and what the story was describing. Um, e even though they shouldn't attempt to apply every part uh, of the parable to something in their current life, and neither should we, that's not how you uh, understand parables, um, uh, they, they would have still recognized Jesus as the master and themselves as the servants. Uh, after hearing uh, verse 19, they would have they would have uh, uh, focused their full attention, uh, anxious to know uh, what the day of reckoning would hold for those three uh, servants. Their ears would have perked up. It was the uh, critical point of the story. Um, it, says, it says, now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You know something's about to happen. Uh, uh, it says, and he, and, he, and he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more, uh, uh, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. Uh, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And, and, and in the same way, the, the, the servant with the two talents approached, uh, uh, presented, and, and received uh, uh, feedback from the master. 
uh, one by one, the servants began stepping forward and presenting back to the master what he had given them and, and, and they all and what they had gained with it. Uh, they didn't pinch a little bit for themselves. Uh, they gave back all of it, right? Um, and and, and the, the servant with the five gave, gave ten. The servant with the two gave four. Uh, they, they, they demonstrated their capacity for faithful stewardship by presenting their master with increase, with increase. But, but their faithfulness was, was not only displayed in their work to gain the increase um, with the master's money. It, it was also on display uh, in them continuing to work even in the long time that the master was away. They never, they never lost sight of the master's returning. Uh, so uh, uh, they, they displayed their faithfulness. These, these servants had responded in a way that met the expectations of the master when he returned. Uh, and so, so the master then responds to them uh, uh, with words of praise and promise reward. First, the master shares his praise for the faithfulness of the servants. He says, well, well done. Well done, good and faithful servants. The servants had, had carried out their work in such an excellent way that the master not only compliments the job, he identifies them as good and faithful servants. To him, their doing well was a reflection of who they actually were. It was a reflection of their character. Uh, so, so they did well, and they were good, and they were faithful servants. Uh, you know, after you worked hard on a thing, there's something about hearing, good job. <laughs> uh, it's nice to hear it in, in general, but it's especially uh, nice to hear it from the one that you've been working for, uh, the one you work for, to hear them say, good job. I, I, I remember when, when, I was, when I was younger, I, I would spend hours uh, cleaning the bathroom in my grandmother's house. Um, it, it was strange for a teenager to do but uh, 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 I, the reason I spent so much time uh, 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 diligently cleaning the bathroom is because when I was finished, my grandmother would lavish me with so much praise. <laughs> Nobody can clean the bathroom like you do. Uh, uh, you are the best bathroom cleaner. <laughs> and and, and I, I would, you know, I, I might have bumped up to three hours cleaning after that, I mean, the, the, the praise, it just, did, it, just, it just did my heart good, amen? And now, I don't know if I was such an excellent bathroom cleaner or she just wanted it clean. But it, it was the praise, it was the, it was the well done from her. The well done from her. That after, after that, the, even though the, uh, the servant's faithful obedience is an expectation the master adds a promise reward to it. Uh, as, they, as they've uh, proven to be good and faithful, the master will now entrust them with even more in the future. Uh, their faithful stewardship over the Lord's property is rewarded with greater capacity now to handle the things of God in the future coming of the fullness of the kingdom. They are going to have greater capacity. Um, listen, 
Uh, amen. <laughs> so, 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 so uh, th- this, this promise is also tied to a fuller joy. Uh, they are, they're called uh, in this call to, to share in the master's joy. It's, it's a joy of the Lord's presence. And, and it's spoken in a way that doesn't have a timeline attached. They enter in and they remain there. In the master's joy. Is there anyone that wants to be in the master's joy? We, we have joy now in the Lord, but we're talking about a fuller, complete, rich, and eternal joy. Notice, notice here, though, the equity of the Lord's praise and his promised rewards to the servant. Not an equality, uh, because one had five made ten, one had two made four. But there's an equity. They, they, they manage different amounts according to their different abilities, but the one returning the four talents received the same as the one returning the ten. The, the masters, his reward was based on their faithfulness, uh, not the quantity or the worldly value of what they had produced. Uh, they were they rewarded uh, uh, based on their faithfulness. Uh, in, in order for us to get a, a better understanding of the, of the master's response to these servants, we, we have to see the talents as more than just uh, money or, or the thing that the master had the most interest in. He wasn't just someone after talents, right, and, and increase. There, there were... Uh, they, they, in fact, they were actually, if you, if you heard them speaking, they were actually a, 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 a small thing in his estimation. He called both amounts, the five and the two uh, of the talents, just a little or a few things. Uh, he said, you've been faithful over a little, right? Uh, um, and, and, and instead, there's a higher heavenly value placed on the faithful stewardship of the Lord's possessions. And, and, and you, you'll hear me uh, flip that word, master and Lord. It's the same word in the original language, but, but, but in, in the parable, it's master. We'll say master. Um, his possessions. Um, for the readers and us, the, the talents might be uh, best, might best uh, represent whatever possessions or means of influence a person is given in the world and wields for the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, so it, 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 it could be a, a number of things. Uh, it, it could be an actual talent. It could, it could be money. It could be your time. What you're given to influence. Because all things belong to God, Amen. Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Amen? Amen. Uh, Well, because all things belong to God, everyone is a steward of his stuff. We're just managers of it. Um, But not everyone is a faithful servant. His his servants use his stuff for his kingdom. You can can point them out. Amen? Amen? After, after praising and rewarding the two faithful servants, he now turns to the third. He says, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering 
uh, where you scatter no seed. So I was afraid, and, and I went uh, um, and, and hid your talent in the ground. And here you have uh, what is yours. Um, I can almost, I can, I'm hearing the servant's voice in my head while, while I'm reading that. It's, it's kind of like what had happened was. I, it's like I can hear the servant. The last, the last servant to step forward, he offers the master excuses instead of increase. Um, the, the, the reason he gives for not faithfully working to make more out of the uh, one talent that was entrusted to him was that he thought the master was a hard man who took advantage of others, uh, taking whatever he wants from whoever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. But then, this is telling. He goes, he goes on to admit uh, that being, that, that he was fearful, that he was fearful, and, and, and being fearful, he buried the talent. Um, Considering the, the, the master's good treatment of the other two servants, uh, this servant's fear is most likely due to not really knowing the master versus any of those untrue accusations that he made about the master. Uh, there, there was a fear. How, how, how much of people's negative reactions to the things of God today are actually based on Fear that stems from never truly getting to know him. How much of that is, is, is happening today? Uh, they, they have no idea what the Lord offers or expects. Uh, uh, they don't know that his, his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. They don't know him. Uh, 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 and if they don't know him, how will they know him? So like this servant, they, they, they forfeit the opportunity for more. Um, this, this fearful servant basically hands back the talent and says, here's your stuff. I'm not responsible for it anymore. Well, but his, ma his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I, I should have received what was my own with interest. Um, so take, take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and, and he... And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Instead of praise, you can compare here. Instead of praise, uh, consider the, 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 the faithful servants versus the fearful servant. Instead of praise, the master pronounces this, this one wicked and lazy. Uh, no eagerness to serve the master. Uh, 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 like the others, his actions reveal who he actually is. The master doesn't even bother to affirm or deny the servant's description of him. Instead, he turns it in, <clears throat> into a line of questioning that exposes the character of the servant. 
If he really believed the master was hard and ruthless, it would have made sense for him to at least put the money where it could gain a little interest. But the, the people hearing this, uh, though, they, they would know that Jesus was speaking in a way to make a point and not prescribing investment strategies uh, the, the way that some have misused this parable in the past. Um, they, they also would have known that, that in Deuteronomy, uh, uh, God said you, you cannot put interest on the money uh, of your brother. Uh, you can charge a foreigner, but not your brother. They would have known this. But the faithful stewardship of God's possessions includes money, but it's about much more than money. Uh, this, this is an, an, an indictment of this servant and, how, and his low regard for the master. Um, I, I remember, I remember uh, thinking about this, how, how some have a low regard for God and his stuff. <laughs> I remember a conversation uh, with a friend who, who, when he was faced with the idea of serving God uh, faithfully and fully, uh, said that he, he was never going to be an A or a B Christian. He, he said he'd always be about a, a D Christian. Uh, uh, it, 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 he, he, meant, he meant that, that he was just going to always do just enough to, to get by. Uh, I went to college with him. I, I won't say his name. This is live. <laughs> he was just going to, he, he said that to me, that, I'm, I'm going to be a D Christian. Well, I, you know, we, we don't talk much anymore, but the, the next time we do, I'm, I'm going to ask him to consider this servant uh, uh, who, who thought so little of the master and his possessions that he chose to do nothing with them. Uh, as, as the master strips the servant of what little he had and, and gives it over to the faithful servant, we see doing nothing is not a good option in the master's eyes. Amen? Um, it says, and he and, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the, this is the master's uh, uh, verdict on, on wicked and slothful servants. This last consequence, it might sound harsh, but, but it fits who the last servant has shown himself to be. Unfaithful, unfruitful, unconnected to the will of the master. The parable doesn't teach that the servants are, are saved or lost or, or lost according to what they produce, but they are exposed as either false or true servants by their response to the Lord's will. Um, this opportunity for, for stewardship is, is, is like a litmus test that, that shows uh, who, who they really are. In, in the end, this, this unproductive servant is sent away as a picture of judgment and separation from the Lord. Instead of the, the, the fuller joy of the other servants. This one receives darkness and tears, suffering and separation eternally. Uh, the, the original hearers of this word would have digested this parable and they would have surely desired the, 
the praise and eternal reward of the returning master instead of the lasting sorrow of the lazy and the wicked servant. They would, have, they would have been encouraged to fully work out their capacity as faithful stewards while watching and waiting for the master's return. Uh, these, these servants uh, would have, uh, instead, of, instead of considering what they didn't have, uh, how much time they didn't have, how much resources they didn't have, would have been considering everything they had to make it available to the Lord. Are we living like faithful servants, expecting and ready to give an account to the Lord when he returns? Uh, uh, we, we, we know that it could be any moment. He could return at any moment. And, and, and I've probably been facing this uh, more than others as I've studied this text. There used to be times when I would walk down the street and I would look to the sky. And sometimes I would say, not right now, Lord. Now, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's an indictment on, on my heart, isn't it? My heart should be crying. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. But if I'm expecting more, I'll be faithfully giving and serving. I, 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 I will, I'll be sharing the attitude of uh, Irma Bombeck, who said, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. Let's pray. Father, I pray that that would be our testimony. <clears throat> and we would stand before you, Lord, um, wrung out like sponges. Because your every resource, your every talent, your every ability, your every gift, Lord, that you've loaned us to manage, we've uh, used it to our fullest capacity. And Lord, I, I pray that we would also enjoy the fact that you will then tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. And you will increase and enrich our capacity even more. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for uh, your spirit working in us, verse, both to will and to do for your good pleasure. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.